sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Welcome back to a Tuesday, live right here on the morning after on Sports Grid and Sirius XM Channel 159. Thank you for joining us here all around the Sports Grid Network. I am Ben Stevens. A ton to get to here in hour number two, including a special surprise here on this Tuesday morning to preview the Stanley Cup final between the Vegas Golden Knights and the Florida Panthers. Joining us live in studio in just a couple of minutes, it will be both Pete Jensen and Anna Dua from the NHL to get you ready for that cup final. Before we get there, time to recap a weekend in Major League Baseball because at this time of the year, following Memorial Day weekend, the unofficial start to summer, nearly two months into this Major League Baseball campaign, we get a true assessment of where teams are around the bigs and what the rest of this summer holds. We start with one of the best in the National League. The Dodgers at home last night, late night in Los Angeles, at the Ravine against the Washington Nationals. L.A. booked as a two-and-a-half-dollar home favorite. They make good on that price. The Dodgers victorious, 6-1, to one, with a victory over the Nats. It was not a great start for L.A. They go down one nothing to Washington to start off that game. But the Dodgers do rally. They score the final six runs of the contest against Washington, and they win 6-1. to one. The Dodgers had lost three of their last four entering, but booked as a favorite now in 44 of 55 games. L.A. victorious in the opener of a set against Washington. The Dodgers have had some injuries in their rotation. They have had to turn to some young arms, including the 24-year-old Bobby Miller, who has made two starts now in his Major League Baseball career. Los Angeles, he is a perfect 2-0 with a 1-6-4 ERA. So we mentioned, here we are following Memorial Day weekend, the unofficial start to summer, the dog days of summer in Major League Baseball. Two months into the year, about 34% of the games around MLB have already been played. And as we look at the top of the World Series market, only 50 cents separates the Los Angeles Dodgers and the Atlanta Braves. The Dodgers right now a plus 450 favorite. Atlanta that second best price at 5-1. to one. The two best prices to win a World Series, as you can see, hail from the National League. The four others outside of that all from the AL. The Rays have seen the most movement in their favor. 20-1 to one before the season got started. Now at plus 650. The Astros that fourth best price. The second best from the American League league at seven to one the Mets have seen some movement against them seven dollars eight dollars against the Padres the biggest mover in the opposite way here at this point of the Major League Baseball season we continue to go around Major League Baseball from the end of Memorial Day weekend the Houston Astros and the Minnesota Twins in H-Town last night the Astros taking on the Twins, and it goes to extras. Minnesota wins it in 10, 7 to 5. Houston's been playing some really good baseball, though. They swept the Oakland Athletics over Memorial Day weekend. When you look back on May 8th, Houston, the reigning World Series champions, were 17 and 18. From that point, 
they have still won 14 of their last 18 games. Minnesota now a or two games above 500. They are still the only team with a winning record in the American League Central. They hold that top spot in the divisional standings following Memorial Day weekend. The Tigers just behind them, about two games back of Minnesota. A welcome to our Sports Grid radio audience here. Hour number two of the morning after, live right here on this Tuesday, all across the grid. Sirius XM, Channel 159. All of our radio terrestrial affiliates now in the fold as well. I am Ben Stevens. So we look at those American League pennant odds because when you showed when we showed you the World Series odds just moments ago, the two shortest prices, the two best numbers are National League teams, the Dodgers and the Braves in that order. But the four next shortest odds all hailing from the American League. Three of the four best prices in the AL to win the pennant overall come from the same division in the American League East. Currently, the Tampa Bay Rays are the favorites to win the American League, plus 280. 80 cents in front of the Astros, plus 360. The Yankees and the Blue Jays, plus 650, plus 750, respectively. And then you have the Minnesota Twins rounding out the top five. The Yankees also playing some really good baseball. On the road last night in the Pacific Northwest, booked as an underdog against the Mariners team getting hot at the moment. They had won five of their last six, entering last night's opener against New York. The Yankees have won seven of their last ten, entering the contest. Make that eight of their last 11. An offensive onslaught out of the pinstripes in Seattle. Ten to four the victory for the Yankees. 18 hits overall for New York. Two home runs for Aaron Judge. He now has 17 this year for the Yankees. Also made a great play robbing a home run out there in the outfield as well. So the Yanks playing good baseball. Eight of their last 11. We mentioned the Minnesota Twins pacing the American League Central at this moment. The only team with a winning record in that division. The Tigers just behind them, though, but it wasn't the day the Tigers were looking for against the Rangers at home in the Motor City. The Rangers shutting out Detroit 5 nothing. Nathan Avaldi, five innings of shutout work. He is 7-2 and two this year with a 2-4-2 ERA. Texas now 34-19, the second-best record in the American League, also the second-best record in Major League Baseball. Marcus Stroman for the Cubbies, by the way, yesterday, a one-hit shutout in a complete game effort for Chicago. All right, more Major League Baseball coming up next. Our daily bases with Craig Mish. Come back and join us live right here on SportsGrid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Back live right here on this Tuesday on the morning after on Sports Grid. Sirius XM, Channel 159, all across the Sports Grid network. As Craig Mish told us entering this Memorial Day weekend, nearly the two-month point of the Major League Baseball season in 2023, what we saw this weekend would be significant for what we might see the rest of this summer around the Major Leagues. Craig Mish joins us live right here on this Tuesday, the daily basis following Memorial Day weekend. Craig, the host of Newswire, our Major League Baseball insider here on the Sports Grid Network as well. Craig, thanks so much. Hope you had a nice long holiday weekend. Enjoying a ton of the action on the diamond as well. 
Yeah, definitely so. And of course, enjoying Ben the NBA and NHL as well too. Quite busy. Yeah. Uh, around around this area for sure. Never never experienced anything like this in in sports. Living here in South Florida, having I, I think it is uh, four or five days in a row of of conference and Stanley Cup finals here coming up next week. So should be interesting. Craig, it is going to be a huge time in the state of Florida. Both the eight seeds in the Eastern Conference, the Heat in the NBA, the Panthers in the NHL, victorious winning their conference, appearing in the NBA Finals and the Cup Final as well. Craig, also in your neck of the woods, the Miami Marlins, who you cover, playing in the National League East, where everybody is looking up at the Atlanta Braves, including two teams, the Philadelphia Phillies and the New York Mets. We expected to contend for this division. A divisional duel starting today between the Mets and the Phillies up in City Field in Queens. Craig, as you look at this series, now following Memorial Day weekend, who needs it more between the Philadelphia Phillies and the New York Mets? Yeah, there's no doubt that the Mets are the ones right now with a little bit more pressure. They just did not play it as well as, as I suppose some people would have thought. But, you know, honestly, Ben, on the Philly side, they haven't been running all that great either. You know, this line is really peculiar to me today. Like, I, I looked at this morning. I couldn't figure out why the Mets are just a slight favorite today. I mean, I, look, I mean, Senga hasn't been fantastic, but he also hasn't been terrible. And on the flip side, Ranger Suarez, Ben, I'm not sure if he's healthy. Like, he just does not look right. Mm. His ERA is 10. He's just not getting out of the second or third inning. But why is Philly just, you know, a, a short dog here? I don't know. It sort of tells me maybe Philly is the play tonight. I really can't figure it out. But, uh, yeah, I mean, look, it's an important – Mets are going to probably be ahead of the Phillies at the end of the season. But equally important, I think, for Philadelphia to stay in the race. And I don't think either team wins the division. But certainly both could still qualify for a wild card. When you look at the Atlanta Braves right now, the second best record in the National League, 32 and 20, a disappointing loss last night in Oakland, but still a four game advantage, Craig, for the Braves over the Miami Marlins. The Marlins, the only other team in the NL East at this moment with a record above 500. The Mets, an even 500, 27 and 27. Craig, the odds stack up very well for the Braves, a minus 650 price for Atlanta to win the National League East. So as the rest of this summer plays out, Craig, do you believe the Braves will actually have competition for the top spot in this division? Yeah, I don't think so, Ben. They just are a juggernaut of a team. They keep calling guys up. They constantly perform. I, I, I think one of the big surprises, honestly, for the Braves this season has been Marcelo Zuna. And Ozuna just was brutal in the month of April. There was talk that maybe they would even designate him for assignment. And the guy's gotten hot. He's hitting the ball. Obviously, he's got a lot of, uh, you know, issues off the field for sure. And then I know that Braves fans, I don't know that they're so still so enamored with Ozuna. But look, they, they got to be at least look at the performance right now and say this is a lot more than they thought they were going to get. So he's helped offensively. Uh, you know, naturally, their pitching, I think, is just as good, if not better, than the Mets. We know it's better than Philadelphia's at this point. So I, I still see it the same way I did probably a couple of weeks ago. It's interesting that the Marlins went from 60 to 1 to 42 to 1 over the weekend after sweeping the Angels there, too. So at least that they're in the mix there, no doubt. They've got some good matchups coming up. Uh, Miami does with Oakland and Kansas City coming up next week. So we'll see if they can hang around, too. Still three teams, though, I, I say are in it. And the Suarez is one key piece, by the way, Ben, for, for Philly, that they got to get going at some yeah. point. They're just not going to be able to last with just two and a half pitchers all season long. It's not going to work. The reigning NL Cy Young winner, Sandy Alcantara, on the bump for Miami today as they host 
the San Diego Padres. We mentioned it, Craig, a surprising defeat for Atlanta yesterday on the road in the Bay in Oakland. The Athletics winning 7-2, the A's snapping an 11-game losing skid. But, Craig, when you're playing the worst team in Major League Baseball, how important is it for Atlanta to take advantage and build that divisional lead even more? Yeah, look, I, I think it is important, Ben, and we saw this play out right down to the end of last season where those two teams, the Mets and the Braves, were fighting that thing out right up until I believe it was the last day or almost the last day. But then honestly, in the end, I mean, they didn't mean that much in the playoffs. Both teams sort of came up short. I guess there is some merit to not having to be in that wild card situation, and I get it, but it's really the hot team, Ben, at the end of the year, to me, that makes the most noise. So, uh, you know, at this point, the Braves tonight, you know, they get Oakland, as you see there. Uh, I don't know what to say about Oakland, Ben, at this point. You've been watching sports a long time, and so have I. I, I don't know that I've seen a worse baseball team than the A's, and it's sad for me to say, too, because I don't root for that. But, yeah. I mean, can you, can you take a shot with Oakland tonight? I mean, I guess. They can't lose every game the rest of the season, I don't think. I feel bad for them, honestly. Craig, I'm going to ask you to say a few more words about Oakland because what we are seeing right now is historically awful, terrible, dismal, whatever word you want to use to describe the A's. They are getting ready, it seems, in a few years for their move to Las Vegas, but any hope in the Bay is gone. 11-45 and 45 for the Athletics, by far the worst record in Major League Baseball, six and a half games worse than the Kansas City Royals, who also have the second worst run differential at negative 69, but you see the run differential for Oakland, minus 194. They've allowed 390 runs, 84 runs than the second worst margin, the Colorado Rockies. So, Craig, overall, how do you even try to sum up what we have seen this season for the Oakland Athletics? Yeah, I was I, I was covering, you know, I, I'm trying to think where I was at the time. So the Marlins won the World Series, Ben, in 1997. And then that was their, you know, first big fire sale. They sold basically everybody off in the offseason and started over almost completely. And they kept just a handful of players going into 1998 just for a month. They had Gary Sheffield and, uh, you know, Bobby Bonilla and a couple other players. And they traded them for Mike Piazza. And then the Marlins traded Piazza to the Mets. That's how, that's how all that went down years ago. Long story short, that was one of the worst teams I've ever seen just because, again, they were in complete rebuild. They lost, I believe it was like almost 110 games. But the pace right now is for 120 losses, Ben. So I, I think it's just kind of sad, you know, for me. I don't think the A's fans deserve that. I don't think any team and organization should have to put fans through that. It's one thing to stink. It's another thing to just not be watchable, and that's what Oakland is at this point. And they're all professionals. I get it. Are they playing under where they should? It's a professional team. Should they be 11 and 45 or whatever? No, I, I understand that. They should be better than that. But they, they've been put in an almost impossible position no fan base there, able to watch the games. A lot of the fans don't want to go to the games anymore, so they're just simply protesting it. I think Oakland, at best, Ben, should play one more season, a farewell season in Oakland. Hopefully the fans can embrace that, and then they should send them to the AAA stadium in Las Vegas to play for a couple of years until uh, that stadium is ready. It's just not right. It's probably the smart thing to do, Craig. All right, a couple of more seconds in this segment. Just enough time for the DFS slate on this Tuesday. Craig Mish, take us through it. 
Yeah, Tony Gonsolin tonight. He's a little bit on the cheaper side. I believe after his injury, his last few starts, you could see him starting to pile up a little bit more innings. He faces Washington tonight. He went five and a two, uh, two thirds. I could see that going a little bit more tonight. And uh, and we're going to take Jose uh, Rafael Devers, excuse me, tonight against Cincinnati. I think he's got a good shot tonight to go deep. I uh, love the matchup there as well. So those are the two guys for me tonight. The Red Sox, a minus 178 favorite at home. The Catman, Tony Gonsolin, in his return. 2-1-1 so far this year, a 1-8-2 ERA. Craig Mish, thank you very much for your time. A special in-studio segment coming up next, live right here on The Morning App. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Would you look at this? A very special treat on this Tuesday morning, live on the morning after on SportsGrid. Live inside our Midtown Manhattan studios, Studio 34 at SportsGrid, we have a Stanley Cup preview for you. I am Ben Stevens, but that's not the story. Anna Dua and Pete Jensen are here, our good friends from the NHL. You have seen them on the show, all National Hockey League season, long into the run of the Stanley Cup postseason, now live in person for the next two consecutive segments to look back on game number six of the Western Conference Finals and preview the Stanley Cup Final that is now set. Anna, Pete, thank you so much for being here. Anna, how was the Stanley Cup hockey? It was really busy, but, you know, Vegas showed out last night. I think that was a crazy end to a very tightly contested series. So that really impressed me. We're in, we're really set for a great Stanley Cup final this year, Ben. We are going to be set for a huge Stanley Cup final. Pete, some underdogs making their way into the Cup final in Hockeytown, USA, Las Vegas, Nevada. How excited are you for what we will see in that Cup final? It's very cool. It's very unique non-traditional markets both of them of course Vegas only in their sixth season yeah. has been there before but they haven't won the Stanley Cup they got there in their inaugural season they've been to the conference final four times which is pretty incredible and then the Florida Panthers swept their away you know swept their way yeah. to the cup final uh in the Carolina Hurricanes it was a close series but Florida has the rest on their side so we'll see what it proves to be the Panthers the hottest team in hockey they won 11 of their last 12 games eight consecutive on the road we'll get to the Stanley Cup final preview in just a moment but first we'll look back on game number six last night in Dallas where the stars were booked as a home ice favorite looking to extend the Western Conference finals Vegas jumps out early a goal in the first four minutes of that opening period they add on two more in the first six for the game overall Anna, what was the key to Vegas's hot start last night the 6-0 victory over Dallas in game number six. I think it's their bench boss Bruce Cassidy. I think the Vegas Golden Knights have showcased this entire postseason. They're the most adaptable team in the league and Bruce Cassidy man he just found out their weaknesses. He really shut down Dallas's forecheck. Vegas's forecheck was so strong in game six. They controlled the pucks. It was all Golden Knights the entire night and all their issues from game five. He just took them away. So you got to give all that credit to that win. The guys played great, but Bruce Cassidy deserves a huge pat on the back for that one. Pete, here in the conference finals of the postseason, both in the hunt for the Stanley Cup in the NBA playoffs as well. We saw all four teams jump out to a three nothing series. 
series lead. Of course, the focus as well last night, the Celtics forcing a game seven, trying to have one of those historic comebacks. We thought maybe Dallas would pull off the same. How did Vegas command the game last night and win the Western Conference? Well, it was a trend over the course of the series. So Dallas scored first in the first two games, and then the rest of the games, you know, Vegas really put the clamps down and dictated the play from the beginning. Also, Aiden Hill, their goaltender. I can't believe, personally, I cover this. Anna covers it all year. I think we're both pretty surprised that Aiden Hill is going to be, you know, goaltending the Vegas Golden Knights in the Stanley Cup final, and he deserves it. I mean, this is a guy that was traded from the San Jose Sharks to the Golden Knights. It was a move that was kind of an afterthought in the offseason because they did have other goaltenders higher in the pecking order namely Logan Thompson even in the playoffs Laurent Persuas was starting over Aiden Hill once that injury happened Aiden Hill has taken over never looked back two shutouts on the road in the conference final against the Dallas Stars who I view as a very good home team generally speaking they couldn't find the answers they can't solve Aiden Hill Pete, right back to you. Six goals last night for Vegas. Obviously, a ton of people finding twine. Who do you think is most important offensively to the Golden Knights right now as they advance to the Stanley Cup final? It's got to be Jonathan Marchessault so for me. I mean, you could make a case for Stone and Eichel, their two best players in terms of name value. William Carlson on the third line has had an enormous postseason. But Jonathan Marchessault, so 15 points in his past 10 games. Something has clicked. This guy's shot volume all postseason long has been very strong. And then midway through the Edmonton series, he just completely ignited. He's been scoring goals left and right, goals in four of his past five games, plays with Eichel and Ivan Barbashev. And really, when you look at the entire postseason at large, convince me otherwise that that line isn't the best line remaining. And even, you know, up against the Matthew Kachuk line and the Barkov line with Verhage, like, I feel like that's the best, most loaded trio still remaining, maybe for the whole postseason at large. So, Anna, the Golden Knights winning both games at home in Las Vegas in overtime. They go to Dallas in game number three, a commanding victory, and then they lose two consecutive, but they rally with a 6-0 victory in game number six. Where do you think the momentum is for the Golden Knights entering the Stanley Cup final? I think they're feeling really good right now, and they're the faster team. They're the more dynamic team. They're a deeper team. Their blue line is so strong. We don't talk about that. They block shots like no other team in the NHL in the regular season as well as the postseason. So I know Florida's not too excited to be playing against them, and I got to give a shout-out to William Carlson. Pete mentioned him. He's probably been the best shutdown offensive player in the NHL this postseason. Has five goals in the Western Conference Finals, so he's turned up his production as well. So Florida Florida should be a little bit worried, but you got to give the Panthers credit for all they've been able to do. William Carlson, two goals of the six that Vegas scored last night. Pete, you mentioned it. Las Vegas, Nevada has become Hockey Town USA. Six years as a franchise for the Golden Knights overall, already their second Stanley Cup final appearance. How has Vegas taken control of the city at large and already seen such success in just the first six years as a franchise overall? Yeah, I mean, they're the pioneers right now. You look every other sports trying to get in Vegas, right, with the Raiders, of course, and the A's are going to be coming soon. But And I know the WNBA team and everything, so it's a successful sports market, and the NHL, to its credit, got in there first and had a big hit right from the beginning, getting to the Stanley Cup final that first year. And some of those guys are still on the team. Shea Theodore, Jonathan Marchessault, Riley Smith, William Carlson. Carlson leads them in goals this postseason and is tied with Marchessault for their even strength goal lead. Riley Smith chips in on the third line 
with uh, William Carlson. Shea Theodore is one of those defensemen, kind of like just underrated, generally speaking. And this Vegas team, you know, they've built off the foundation. They've kept some of those key guys. They've dismissed others, right? They traded away Flurry. They traded away Pacioretty. That was, those were not popular moves when they then they brought in Mark Stone. They brought in Jack Eichel. They brought in Alex Petrangelo in all big offseason moves. They kind of have become, you know, to the casual hockey fan, an evil empire, if you will, just because they've been so active in the offseason trade market. They're a destination. They've created that atmosphere, and it's been a great story in the sports world, I think. Entering this 2022-23 NHL season, the Golden Knights 10-1, to the fifth best price to win the West, even at the start of the playoffs, the third best number banana six years as a franchise five playoff appearances four times reaching the conference final round and now their second trip to the cup final what has the key to consistency been for vegas overall to see this kind of success i think pete hit the nail on the head i mean their front office is like no others and he mentioned all the great players they brought in but you got to give some credit for bringing in bruce cassidy as well the boston Bruins. Mm -hmm. are out after a historic season but Bruce Cassidy's in the Stanley Cup final with his Vegas Golden Knights right now and so they've made all the right moves they set their team up for success getting Barbashev at the trade deadline makes Vegas look right now like they won the trade deadline so their front office you got to tip their hat right now I know they're an expansion team but the way they've handled every single move since they've come into the league has just made them successful year after year. I know Jim Montgomery is probably going to win the Jack Adams as coach of the year, but do you think the Boston Bruins miss Bruce Cassidy (laughs) just a little bit as they were first round exits with their historic season and now they're watching their former coach from last season? go all the way to the cup final crazy a, a historic regular season for boston but at the end of the day it's vegas playing for a stanley cup against the team that knocked the bees out in that opening round yep. the florida panthers i know both of you from having worked with you a ton were high on the dallas stars as a team that could contend for the western conference title entering this playoff run they reached the cup final back in the 2020 season and when you look back on this year for dallas how will you remember it for the stars I think they have a really solid team. It's tough to see because guys like Joe Pavelski, Ryan Suter, they've been waiting a long time to get a Stanley Cup. Joe Pavelski, namely, is going to go down as one of the best postseason players in NHL history, one of the best American players in NHL history. So you kind of want to see him win because he's kept that consistency up this late in his career. Jake Ottinger such a phenomenal goalie as well. you got to give him credit. That's a brutal way to go out for a young goaltender. But yeah. he's going to learn from this. He's going to be a key piece in this franchise going forward. And Dallas is a lot to be excited about. Their AHL team had a great season great postseason echl team great season great postseason so this organization is great top to bottom i don't think the dallas stars are going anywhere anytime soon a great development for a franchise overall joe pavelski the game winner in overtime in game number four to keep this series alive pete is there optimism on the horizon for the stars as they get ready for next year as well yeah, I think they have still one of the best young cores in the league. Anna was mentioned some of the veteran savvy they have. Of course, Jamie Benn made a big mistake in the series that sure. at least changed the complexion of it a bit. So uh, as their captain moving forward, you got to wonder who their captain's going to be. Not to say they're going to take it away from Ben, but they do have Jason Robertson on the team. They do have Miro Haskinen, a great young defenseman, a lead at the position. Rupe Hintz was leading the entire NHL in scoring for most of the postseason, especially after McDavid and Drysaddle were uh, eliminated. So they have that. They also have Wyatt Johnston, one of the best rookies in the NHL this season. Yeah. Like the Dallas still has that rare combination of great veteran talent and the up and coming talent with uh, all these young players. So I feel like this is like 
probably still one of the five best young cores in the league. And Robertson, I loved how he bounced back in the conference final. I can't say anything negative about Robertson in the conference final. Yeah. I did expect a little better, though, from Jake Ottinger. But again, he's very young. So we'll see how he progresses in his career. Part of that experience for the young goaltender for Dallas was his resiliency and bouncing back after losing performances. Yeah. Again, accumulating this postseason experience, though, for Dallas as they progress forward. We move forward to our Stanley Cup final preview live in studio. All three of us together. It's Pete Jensen, Anna Dua, and myself, Ben Stevens. We'll preview the Stanley Cup final matchup between the Florida Panthers and the Vegas Golden Knights. Come back and join us live right here on the morning app. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back to a very special Tuesday live right here morning after on Sports Grid. Sirius XM Channel 159. We are live in studio for a Stanley Cup final preview. I am Ben Stevens. That is Pete Jensen and Adua, both doing sensational work with the NHL and the Fantasy on Ice podcast. And we get you set for the 2023 Cup final between the Florida Panthers and the Vegas Golden Nights. So, we know that Florida swept in the Eastern Conference Finals against the Carolina Hurricanes. They've had some time off to watch what happened out west. The Vegas Golden Knights, a 6-0 win in game number six last night against the Dallas Stars. So, we have the cup final set between Florida and Vegas. First and foremost, I want to ask you guys this question, and both feel free to give your answers. How do we get tickets to Las Vegas for Saturday night in game number one? Because when you think about a championship series in a town in Las Vegas, on a Saturday, it sounds like a pretty fun time. I mean, every single game is a fun time. You're either in South Florida <laughs> or you're in Vegas. So this is probably going to be the most fun Stanley Cup final we've had in a long time. But tickets are going to be like impossible to get right now, I think. Yeah, and these are both cities that in recent years, like I was able to hit up for the different all-star games yeah. like vegas was the first all-star game after all the covid stuff and then of course florida hosted it this an interesting trend it's pretty uh, crazy to see like the momentum that especially for florida this year florida not a good team at the start of the season they had a lot of off-season turnover some injuries like this is a team that got a, a spark from the all-star game they played really well they beat the the bruins right all-star game and then they were second half team yeah. they barely got in thanks to Alex Lyon down the stretch of the season crazy yeah. enough but as they get into the cup final here I mean the stars in this series are Sergei Bobrovsky and Matthew Kachuk if those guys keep the momentum going I think Florida wins the series crazy to think about this season overall for Florida the final week of the regular season if the Pittsburgh Penguins just beat the Chicago Blackhawks yeah. on home ice booked <laughs> as a five and a half dollar favorite we don't even see Florida in the playoffs let alone the Stanley Cup final but that's how you take advantage of opportunity so Anna once again Florida enters this Stanley Cup final against Vegas as the underdog what do you make of the matchup between the golden knights and the panthers i was talking to pete about this and i was like you know it's probably good for them that they're viewed as the underdog because they love playing as an underdog and at this point i'm done counting out the florida panthers i had the boston bruins in the stanley cup final like a lot of people <laughs> did boston's out because of florida then they eliminate my toronto maple leafs i'm from toronto 
That was brutal after the Leafs finally make it past the first round. And then just to make it worse, rub salt in my wound, they take out my Carolina Hurricanes, who I've been winning the Stanley Cup since the preseason by sweeping them in the Eastern Conference Final. They're the team of destiny this year, guys. Bobrovsky, Matthew Kachuk, Sasha Barkov doesn't get enough how well he played in that Eastern Conference Final. Brandon Montour has been unreal, and he's been quiet as of late when he turns it on. He's a player to watch. Just from top to bottom, they're a phenomenal team, and it's their year. It's written in the stars right now, I feel. When you look at Florida and everything they have done, 11 of their last 12 playoff games, a victory. Eight consecutive on the road. So, Pete, despite the fact that Vegas has home ice advantage for this Stanley Cup Final, how do the Golden Knights try to stem some of that momentum that Florida will bring into this series? Right, so Vegas is probably the best home team left in the playoffs. I believe they have six wins, but they lost in each of the first three rounds. And, of course, game five against the Stars, they had a chance to close it out. Yep. They were unable to do so. Florida, eight and one on the road. That's a huge trend going into this series. If you're Florida to win it, that's probably why. You're expecting them to steal at least one in Vegas. They're certainly capable of it, but one thing to watch out for if you're the Panthers, you can't be giving up a ton of shots to this Vegas team. Vegas just dominated the Dallas Stars at 5-on-5 five five in the series. 18-8 yeah. to eight in goals in the series at 5-on-5. Five five. If Florida gives up a ton of chances like they have all year, Bobrovsky has bailed them out time and time again this postseason, but can it continue? Uh, the goalie matchup is just a huge storyline here because nobody expected Aiden Hill to be here. But to be honest, nobody expected Bobrovsky to be here either because he's so topsy-turvy, so inconsistent in his career. Two Vezina trophies, but a lot of bad seasons in between, unfortunately. The first Stanley Cup final for the Florida Panthers since 1996, nearly three decades. Of course, as we shared in the last segment, the Vegas Golden Knights reaching the Cup final for their second time in just six years as a franchise. So as we get ready for this, the tail of the tape, the X's and O's matchup on the ice. Who do you think has the biggest advantage in comparison to one another? I feel like these are two very evenly matched teams. I think this series is going to go the distance. It's just about who breaks first, right? Pete's absolutely right. Sergei Bobrovsky has bailed out the Florida Panthers this entire postseason. He's been lights out. If he keeps playing the way he's playing, I think he deserves the con Smythe, no question, in my mind. But Vegas is a scary team. We saw how they were able to play against Jake Ottinger, who on paper was the best goalie left in the playoffs. So if you give Vegas those opportunities and Sergei Bobrovsky breaks even once, then Vegas is going to run away with the series. But on the other side, Matthew Kachuk, Sasha Barkov, Carter Verhage, the list goes on and on for all these guys who can produce for the Florida Panthers. And they could break Aiden Hill, who's also riding some momentum. Yeah. So I think it's whichever goalie breaks first. That's going to be the key storyline in the Stanley Cup final. The Golden Knights just a slight favorite to win the Cup outright. It's minus 140. It's plus 110 on the other side for Florida. But from the odds perspective, Pete, the most likely outcome is to see this Stanley Cup final series go the distance. Seven games is the shortest number. Do you think we will see this go the entire duration and see seven between Florida and Vegas? I'd love to see it go seven, but more times than not, it usually doesn't. It's a weird trend going on. Even that Carolina-Florida series, super tight games. All four games decided by one goal, a four-overtime game and another overtime game, and one team gets swept. So I would feel like more chances than not that it won't 
seven, but that's just the trend of the postseason so far. But it's it's really interesting when you look at the teams on paper, very evenly matched. Uh, you would love to see it go seven for the, for the sport, and I wouldn't be surprised to see it go the distance. I mean, we've already seen a ton of games here go to overtime throughout the entirety of this postseason, even games that end in a series sweep, still highly, yep. highly competitive. So now it is time for the Stanley Cup Final Series predictions. Pete Jensen, we begin with you. Who wins the Cup and in how many games? So I have Panthers in six. Uh, I think we're on the same we page are. with that <laughs> type of pick. But um, again, all respect to the Golden Knights. I've been doubting them all postseason long. Uh, that's been the way that the postseason has gone this year. Like, I guess fade my picks more times than not. It's been probably my worst season so far. But still, um, have a good pulse on the Panthers, what they've been doing all year. Yeah. I like them down the stretch. I knew they were going to be a dangerous team uh, if they peaked at the right time. And it's crazy with Matthew Kachuk. I mean, this guy is one of the most electric players personality-wise on the ice, scoring. I mean, clutch gene, right? I guess he gets his, gets it from his father, right? He had uh, three game-winning goals and assisted on the on the fourth and four goals in the series against the Hurricanes. So. Matthew Kachuk, to me, is the superstar uh, to be on display here in this series. And whether he wins the Smythe Trophy or not, two-horse race right now between Bobrovsky and Kachuk. So I'm going with the Panthers in six. Matthew Kachuk scoring that game winner for the series sweep over Carolina with under five seconds remaining in regulation. The same pick, Panthers in six to win the Cup. Panthers and six to win the cup, but I have the Conn Smythe trophy signed, sealed, and delivered to Sergei Bobrovsky. And I, I will fight this until the cows come home, guys. <laughs> if the Florida Panthers won any game by more than one goal in that Eastern Conference final, I would have said, you know what? Give their offense some credit. But I mean, making 60 saves, 50 saves, yeah. out there night after night to give his team the opportunity to win against a team like the Carolina Hurricanes that put up shots like nobody else. Sergey Bobrovsky deserves all the credit for his team being as far as they are right now, but I have the Panthers in six as well. Matthew Kachuk has been sensational, but the man known as Bob's Sergey Bobrovsky has been great as well. So to the Colin Smythe conversation, Sergey Bobrovsky right now is a two to one favorite. Matthew Kachuk, the second best price, and then a ton of Golden Knights on the other side, led by Jack Eichel. So Pete, as you look at the Colin Smythe award of course you're both picking the Panthers if Florida wins the cup and hoists it over their head it will be somebody that plays for the Panthers if Vegas though is able to win this Stanley Cup final and they do prevail for the first time in only six years as a franchise Pete who is a player to keep an eye on for Vegas so it's crazy because the first round was like Mark Stone blew up and came back from injury and it was a big reason why they beat Winnipeg in five games he slowed down a little bit Jack Eichel had a long scoring drought here. I think he's going to need to pick it up a little bit offensively to solidify his status as a top Conn Smythe contender. It's really opening the door, Anna, for players like Jonathan Marcheseau or even, dare I say it, Aiden Hill. He's a long shot, right. but he's gotten them to this point. He's got like a crazy save percentage and 7-3 um, and three this postseason. Uh, again, filling in for the injured Laurent Bossois, but he has the job locked down now. If he lights it up, outplays Bob like he did Ottinger, he has a glimmer here. I'm not saying he's going to win it, yeah. but he's entered the chat, entered the conversation. Both teams are going to be very, very well rested. Of course, it was Vegas victorious last night. Game number six, 
of the Western Conference Finals. That was yesterday, Monday, about five days off until game number one of the Stanley Cup Final, where Anna Florida's going to have almost a week and a half of rest. They pulled off the series sweep in the Eastern Conference Finals against Carolina. Game number four was last Wednesday, so about 10 days of rest, which calls into question the old uh, rest versus rust debate. Do you think Florida is too rested, or how have they used this week and a half off to get ready for game number one? I think rest is important with the Florida Panthers team. I do get a little bit worried compared to other teams right now, just because this is a team that builds off of momentum, right? We saw they were down in the series against the Bruins. They really got some momentum going, and then it didn't stop until they swept the Carolina Hurricanes. They improved series after series, performing better in each round. So having this much time off, sometimes you wonder, are they going to be able to keep that momentum? I feel like Sergei Bobrovsky was getting more and more confident after having ridiculous performance after ridiculous performance, and you don't want a guy who's been as inconsistent as he's been these past few seasons to kind of lose that momentum he built. So I don't know if I love how much time the Florida Panthers have had off, especially when you're playing against a fast, dangerous team like Vegas. But with everything they've done this year, I don't think it's going to be too big of a deal. I think it's really important for the Panthers to have this time off. Look at all the guys that they've had come back from injury or deal with injury at different points this season. Uh, before the start of the or after game one of the playoffs against Boston, they got Sam Bennett back. Anthony Duclair missed most of the season because of an Achilles injury. Even right now, Lusterinen and Nick Cousins were banged up a little bit. Sounds like they're going to be good to go for game one. Yeah. Those are key players in the middle six forward group. I mean, Nick Cousins plays on Matthew Kachuk's line, so it's important that element that he brings. And then when you consider, like, Bobrovsky missed the tail end of the regular season with an illness that lasted a couple of weeks, and then a couple other guys like Barkov and Ekblad just seem like they've been banged up more times than not over the course of the season. So I feel like all of those guys individually and collectively should benefit from all this rest here. A ton of rest. They will be fresh and ready. Vegas again, five days off from winning the Western Conference Finals last night. Game number one, Saturday in Las Vegas. What atmosphere that is going to be. The Golden Knights, a minus 130 home ice money line favorite the total stands at five and a half pete jensen and adua from the nhl live in person together that was pretty fun absolutely it's great to finally meet you in person hopefully we'll do this again soon and what better way to preview the the big matchup cup final starts on saturday let's go two straight segments together in person anna pete thank you so much we round out the morning after up next live right here on sports Week. come back as well SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back to the morning app live right here on this Tuesday morning on Sports Grid. We close out our two hours together here on a Tuesday. What a fun time that was. Again, a big, big shout out to our good friends, Anadua and Pete Jensen from the NHL, joining us live here in person in our Midtown Manhattan studios to preview the 2023 Stanley Cup final between the Vegas Golden Knights and the Florida Panthers. So as we get ready to end out today's show as we get ready to say goodbye one final reminder for you if you want more information you need more of that insight of course you have to download the new sports grid 
app. The ultimate sports betting companion app now available at the Apple App Store. Scan the QR code on your screen. In a matter of moments, all of our information, all of our data to make you a better sports better at your fingertips. It is smarter to be on sports group. All right, before we say farewell and before we say goodbye, it's time to evaluate the odds. One final time in the NBA Finals. It's time for Bye Bye Bye. So the Denver Nuggets hold home floor advantage for the NBA Finals against the Miami Heat. The Nuggets are nearly a five favorite to win their first ever Larry O'Brien trophy. They've been a franchise for 47 years. This is their first ever, ever NBA Finals appearance. But the Miami Heat have been here for quite some time. They've been here for two times in the past four NBA seasons, six NBA Finals appearances under head coach Eric Spolstra in the past 13 years. Now, I'm not sure who wins this series outright, but I do think we will see a series Miami plus a game and a half it's plus 134 from that series spread perspective that does it for a very fun Tuesday live right here on the morning after on sports grid we're back tomorrow starting at 9 a.m. Eastern time I'm Ben Stevens we'll talk then